0: Hey, welcome back to Batting Around. Uh, no Lauren this week, but as always, Stephen's here. Yep. Hey, Stephen. Uh, and we have guests, yeah, uh, p- multiple, plural, uh, many guests. It's two weeks in a row with guests here now. Uh, we have the Tipping Pitches boys, Alex and Bobby. What's up, guys? Hello. Thanks for Hi. having
1: us. Thank you for having us. This is so exciting. I, I love listening to your podcast, so it's, it's fun to be on it
0: yeah likewise this is really yeah this is cool this so uh, yeah we've, we've talked about having you guys on for a long time this is fun
2: real crossover episode
1: yeah should someone make the necessary the crossover event of the century joke mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> no, we had to do it all right
0: yeah tipping pitches great baseball podcast you guys have been going for years um and i feel like you've really you have really honed it really well I, I like i like the podcast a lot uh, i'm not gonna make you go into talking about it a ton it's a baseball podcast if you like this one you'll like that one go check it out um not gonna make you (laughs) go through that slog here um because we've we've got baseball to talk about it was a fun and also chaotic and weird week for baseball this week
2: which is totally new and different than every other week so far this season
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no everything thing was things are all over the place um i wanted to start talking about one of my kind of perennial favorites um subjects uh which is yankees fans being gigantic babies tight <laughs> we love
3: that we did we were we were having this exact discussion like close to 24 hours ago so this is, <laughs> this is we're locked and loaded
0: i i love that the i kind of i kind of respect it like that they have uh really high expectations for their teams like oh, that yeah. that is kind that is kind of cool but like yeah throwing baseballs out onto the field like I felt like that was just a a really weird way of protesting their team like not having a a good two weeks at the very beginning was there
2: a giveaway
3: this is my question as well like where did they get so many
0: baseballs
2: (laughs) why did so many people have baseballs was there a facebook group of like
0: of Yankees fans telling them to bring baseballs to the game. Was this an organized like you know your, your high protests? school? They're like everybody, yeah, everybody stand up at lunch yeah. and this walk is, out dur- or something weird shit like that. In baseball yeah. Games. <laughs> <laughs> the that I, yeah, the
1: way that I the way that I feel Anti-ray's about anti
0: raise action. Yeah,
1: <laughs> the way that I feel about Yankees fan squabbles is kind of similar, or it's like developing in the same way that I feel about like the British royal family, where I'm like, there's so many internal squabbles amongst fans about things that I can't possibly follow. But like I'm just content to just watch it kind of burn and enjoy the burning.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. But I don't well, know no, if yeah, I can get fun. caught
1: up in like the itty itty, you know, gritty details of like is Kyle Higashioka playing enough innings behind the plate? I don't know. I don't know.
3: <laughs> Major League Baseball, just enjoy the burning. That's there it is, folks.
2: I know that it won't last because they're the Yankees, and of course it won't last. So I'm right. I'm getting as much Schadenfreude as I can now, while people are having full-on meltdowns on Twitter and throwing trash onto the field, um, I love it. And I remember we had we had Jason on to talk about the Yankees uh, last season, and during that conversation, we, like we were talking, and I was like, I do not understand your relationship with the sport of baseball as a Yankees fan, because it's just so... So completely separated from what I know in and what I know is primarily pain. So right, they're like they have they're not like okay it's the worst start since two
1: thousand two.
2: Anyway, it's like it's still not that bad, guys. It's been there two are, weeks. There are it's a couple. Literally <laughs> still April. There are a couple games under five hundred, and it's been two weeks. Like to have. I, what I'm trying to say is they're weak. Yankees fans are weak. They can't handle they can't handle failure cuz they they haven't been they haven't been in, exposed to it often enough and I feel like that they should be exposed to failure a lot more.
0: Yeah, I remember a couple of years ago a Yankees fan telling me that them losing in like the ALCS is like hurts worse than uh, rooting for a team that hasn't made the playoffs in years. <laughs> Just babies, but like I I don't know. I, I I, I respect that they uh, that they that they demand more because frankly these teams should be should be trying harder. A lot of them. So like I don't know, but there's there's a so misplaced though. We have we have flirted
3: with almost becoming like pro Yankee because we're like well, well, well they're a well, team. Well, hold on who, a second, not okay. pro
1: Yankees, but like pro the concept of some of the things that they actually practice. Right, exactly. Sure. Which
3: is mostly just like you have a shit ton of money. And you're interested in spending it on something that you like, which is not how most owners operate these days, right? That is it's like part Yankees of a portfolio. Thing. That is a great Yankees thing. More teams should adopt this.
2: Fully endorse that.
0: I I, I did like uh, Steven the other day saying, like, imagine if uh, if this was Philly fans doing this. Oh it would be talked about for like a decade. Oh, yeah. two,
2: two baseball teams <laughs> this season have thrown trash on their field and by the end of the season, no one's gonna fucking remember it. <laughs> and
0: everyone brings up Philly fans, even though they have nothing to do dude, with either incident. <laughs>
2: dude! The, the broadcast, the ESPN Sunday Night Baseball broadcast, the night that the Braves fans were throwing trash on their field dirt while the Phillies were playing them, it, like they took time out of that moment to get a dig in at Philly fans, despite that they were literally in Atlanta.
1: It's just like the lowest hanging fruit that you can have as an announcer or like as generic sports fan X. It's just like we can all agree that Philly fans are the ones that we can sort of lob bombs at and they will respond accordingly. You know, that like you point at them and you're like, hey react and they do
2: every time every time it's the easiest (laughs) fucking it's the most lazy trick in the book because it takes no effort and you will get a reaction clearly i have just demonstrated that
1: there are a lot of visceral examples though like the batteries the snowballs Mm -hmm. at santa Mm -hmm. you know like the greased poles after the eagles the the horses all that stuff but like
0: all these things are really
1: cool yeah well that is true (laughs) But for Yankees fans, like, they're just operating in an inverted world of baseball fandom where, like, every other fan base, maybe not every other fan base, but most other fan bases are, like, waiting for their team to fail. And Yankees fans are, like, expecting their team to succeed. And when they do fail, they feel like they've had the rug pulled out from underneath them. And, like, we're approaching the point where that's not even, like, the right way for them to be looking at it anymore. They haven't won a World Series in over a decade. They haven't even made it to the World yeah. Series. Like, they didn't make it to the World Series for the entire 2010s. So, like,
2: we might be at a point where we're we're post Yankees, post Yankees dominance. Don't you the fucking past. dare say that. Do not put that fucking evil on us, Bobby. I don't I think that. Yeah, I just don't
0: think that's true. They're still gonna win like 106 games every yeah. year. They're yeah. never
2: going away. Like, they haven't. Like, it's just pure dumb luck that we've avoided a World a Yankees World Series appearance in the past decade. Like they there's they've still been here. They've been winning. They've been in the postseason. What like every year since they missed like three times.
1: When I think about the Yankees winning a World Series or when I think about like the Phillies being good, for example, I'm like acutely aware of the fact that Alex and I have started a podcast and we'll have to live through it like painstakingly slowly, like everything that happens in baseball now. (laughs) And it's the same for y'all now where like you have a podcast and you're going to have to talk about it. So, like, the only really things that we've had to live through painfully other than baseball being baseball and, like, being a terrible fucking thing to root for is is the Astros scandal. And we burned out from talking about that in, like, two God, weeks. God, that got <laughs> so frustrating and tiring. So yeah. Not interesting to talk about
0: anymore. And it was, but it was still going, like, because that, that scandal broke in, like, February. I think and we didn't start our podcast until like July and it was still the thing being talked about like every week. Especially brutal cuz there
3: was nothing else going on, right? And so yes. baseball fans were like we're <laughs> going to do this for 8 months cuz fuck else are we going to do?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it sucked. We we said we were not going to talk about it anymore, but we had to a little bit there. Uh but let's go let's go to the other coast. Um one of the really fun things this week was that Padres Dodgers. Hell yeah where it felt like angry September baseball in April. That rivalry amping up is really fun. Um, it's funny seeing Dodgers fans be like, well, no, actually San Francisco still really are a rival. You're like these little brothers, which is some sort of weird cope, I think. But, but like, because it's, it's obviously that now.
2: They're, they're doing the thing that Phillies fans did to national, to the Nationals. It's like, oh yeah, no, they're not our real rivals, even though they're very clearly our real rivals. It's also like, what, like what defines
3: a rival? You know, in 2021, like, is it, is it a regional thing? Is it, I, I largely think it just depends on whoever is directly competitive, right? right like exactly. like yeah. the Marlins are a regional rival for you guys. But for the, you know, the, the Mets and Phillies fans on here, but but like Ain't nobody in any rivals. fan base
1: anywhere <laughs> saying the
3: Marlins are their rival. Right. Yeah. Exactly. My point. Exactly.
1: No offense to Marlins fans or the Marlins players, many of whom I, I assume listen to this podcast. But they, I mean, they made the playoffs last year, but like nobody, nobody considers them their rival. I, I don't like a, them. a rivalry is a team that you want to beat more than the average team. So yeah. like you, your fan base wants to beat that team a little bit or a lot more when you play them. And that's the Dodgers and Padres right now. So the Dodgers fans doing that, I mean, not to bring it back to the Yankees because we, we finally moved on, but <laughs> they're doing a the Yankees thing where they're like, man, we don't think about you at all. And I'm like, it kind of sounds like you think about them because you're talking about them all the time.
0: Exactly. Yeah, the um, Twins fans do have kind of a kind of a thing like that where we're obsessed with the Yankees. Uh, and we hate them because they've just kicked the shit out of us for 20 years. But the, the Yankees don't consider, don't think about us at all.
2: They think positively about you. They're, they're <laughs> really excited when they draw you in the postseason. <laughs> they're,
0: they're super pumped about it. That is like the one actual lopsided rivalry, kind of.
1: I love when a rivalry extends deeper to be about more than just like the two teams disliking each other. But like something more closer to the core of the fans, like the the city's identities, Mm -hmm. you know, like that's very common in the NL East where like New York and Philadelphians hate each other. Like, and then with LA and San Diego, it just doesn't really feel like they're different enough or like far enough apart or like,
2: how far are they?
1: Aggro enough to like really go that deep about it. So it's just like a
0: couple hours.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like two, two and a half hours. Oh wow. Um, so, you know, I'm enjoying this robbery on the field, but then all of the, like, stuff that they're trying to manufacture off the field from the Dodgers fan
3: side is not really doing it for me. The, the A's giants quote unquote rivalry, right. is something I'm very deeply embedded in. And it is that situation where, where, when the giants were good, A's fans hated it. Right. And giants fans were like, yeah, we don't, we don't think about you at all. Like you're I, in different we're, we're leagues, genuinely dumb. right? That's <laughs> yes, exactly. And then the the fun part is when the Giants are bad because A's fans revel in that, and Giants fans don't understand like where they're like, why are you rooting against us? Like, yeah, come that's on. how it's going <laughs> right now. So, right, exactly. It's so fucking slimy. God, it's the it's the whole like smarm versus snark, yeah. right? Where it's like, no, don't pretend that you're just the the good guys here.
2: A Giants fan would wear that a abomination of a hat with like that's like half giants half a's but an a's fan oh, would God. never wear that yes. oh, just
3: God. gross general generalizations <laughs> here a giants fan would happily gentrify a neighborhood
2: <laughs> i mean statistically speaking uh one note about the padres um i am thrilled that they are good they're assigning good players and that they finally started wearing good uniforms again. <laughs> yeah, and they really are the, the best. brown and gold is just so beautiful, especially they when they're playing the, the Dodgers the right and it's just like great uniform combination.
0: Yeah, it's classic looking. Except those Sunday uniforms. That, oh my that, uh, god, <laughs> that the Padres still continue to use their uh, their digital camo. Oh my god, those are just those are the most hideous. They have the best and the worst uniforms.
1: Have either of you been to a game in San Diego? No. So the it's not just the uniforms every Sunday. Because they the the reason that they wear the uniforms every Sunday is because it's, like, not very far from a naval base in San Diego. It's so a big military like, town, yeah. yeah. It's a big military town they're, like, representing for the military people in the city. But, like, if you walk around that park, there are, like, wall-to-wall, like, 18-by-18-foot 18 18 ads to, like, join the army. <laughs> like, yeah. around, every, like r- around many corners. And I'm like, okay, you guys are... Sort of cutting against the chill San Diego vibe here by putting in good old Uncle Sam recruitment posters all over
3: the place. We really got to get, we got to keep politics out of sports. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: I got to keep politics out of sports. But like, I don't know, I don't know if, is there really a chill San Diego vibe? Because like, no. it's a pretty conservative part of no. California, actually.
1: <laughs> it's like extremely, it's extremely like the Orange County thing where it's like, yeah, actually, yes. probably most of these people are like real estate developing
2: Republicans. Yes, Absolutely. My buddy lived there for the for like a year. Uh, he's from like the Northeast and he said it was the weirdest place he'd ever been yeah. in his life. It is bizarre.
0: I really want to go there though because they have um, the HMS surprise from the Master and Commander movie um, as a like a museum there. I, I want to see that more than I want to see like a Dodgers Padres game in San Diego. <laughs> it's
3: a gorgeous stadium. This is a beautiful yeah. stadium when it's not plastered wall to wall with... You know, military <laughs> propaganda.
0: Yes, they're moving. They're moving that stuff all over to Twitch now. Like, yeah, it's going to be less and less at the ball games and more and more on Twitch. Don't worry about it.
3: Part of what I what I love about the Padres uniforms, they're gorgeous, and also they're just they look different from eighty percent of baseball's uniforms right now. Which, right. like, they're the only team with brown. Right, they're the only team with brown. They are one of just a few that don't have any. Red or blue, yeah, in, as their primary color, mm-hmm. it is awful. It is wild firing firing up a baseball game and being like, I can't really tell the difference between these two teams because it's red, white, and blue or some combination. The there. Phillies
2: were playing the Cardinals yesterday, and my uncle yeah. was like, my uncle was cheering, and I'm like, what are you cheering for? The Cardinals? He's like, oh no, I thought that was I thought those were the Phillies. <laughs> yeah, because they're both in fucking red,
1: and they both use the baby blue alt uniform too. It's-
2: it's it's too much. We gotta we really gotta Something rebrand to like half these teams. The A's are the only team with green, the Rockies are the only team with purple. This is insanity.
1: It's yeah, it's not right. And the Rockies uniforms really not right. kinda not, that good. Kinda They're not awful. that good. The uniforms are <laughs> awful. Like <laughs> the, the lo- color the scheme m- is is good, the logo is good, and then you look at the uniforms and you're like, it looks like you're in spring training
2: still, guys. The mountain logo is good. I hate their typeface. I'm sorry.
3: Yeah. I agree. Yeah.
0: It's
2: weird. We, we've, I've, we've done enough, I've done enough, uh, shitting on the Rockies <laughs> on this podcast.
0: We, we both got uniform talk and, uh, po- and, uh, Rockies shitting, like, out of the way with, with two and one there. We're, we're being, we're really efficient here.
2: Gotta sneak it into every episode.
0: <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's just do another quick couple of things here before we get in into mailbag. Uh, Carlos Rodon <laughs> throws a no hitter. Uh, yeah, King. I was extremely surprised about that. Like, I got done playing games with some friends and then booted up Twitter and and like was like, really? That that's that's what's happening right now? Like in the seventh? Like he has a perfect game? Like through seven? Because remember when we did, um, Stephen? When we had the Southpaws guys on oh, my Twitch stream and we watched that Twins Sox game? Oh, that was a blast! Like, They were talking about like, yeah, guys we know we like we were talking to somebody who knows Carlos who knew Carlos Rodon from high school or college or something, and they're like, Yeah, that guy just like never works out (laughs) and like that's just the Kenny Rogers approach where it's just like, Yeah, I'm not trying to be the best at exercising.
3: An icon.
2: True truly relatable. The Mm -hmm. the people starter. He did it with the jersey open. Like, oh yeah, just yeah! I, uh, absolute king. <laughs> I've decided to turn that into like a Twitter thread of mine of just like grabbing <laughs> screenshots of guys that are just like button undone, no undershirt, loving it. And I like I got him from that game, and I added him to the thread because I was wa- I I've been weirdly watching a lot of White Sox games this year. Don't know yeah, why. Yeah, of course. Um, of course. I guess the, it's just because the, they're, they're fun really team. fun. But yeah. yeah, I was watching. And there's
0: a lot of a lot of guys on that team that wear their jerseys open like that so like that's the new thirst baseman basically is that thread basically
2: yeah um but yeah i like stepped away to get dinner or whatever and then i came back and like oh there's a perfect game happening
1: yeah i feel like more and more with my adhd baseball fan brain where i'm like watching several games at once Mm. or like switching Mm -hmm. games based on what pitcher is in or like who's up to bat i I it's been a really long time since I've watched a no hitter or a perfect game or a prospective no hitter or perfect game from the first pitch. So I find that myself like tuning in in inning number six or seven and like trying to get muster up the energy to like get as excited about it as the announcers are and the teammates are and everything and then and then for Rodons loses it in the ninth by hitting a batter on the toe, and I'm just like, ah, <laughs> oh, that is crushing. That is the most baseball shit I've ever seen. It was the most
2: he... anticlimactic way to lose a perfect game possible, and still get a no hitter.
0: but it's like <laughs> right? it's like that's still really cool that you did that, man. Especially that it was you that did it. I like, know. Is and then, the, like,
3: is that the worst pitching line for a no hitter? Right. Like, just absolutely nothing there. You. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, for a no hitter, nothing on that pitching line. You look at it, you assume it's a perfect game, and then you have to scroll into the details and see. Oh, there was a. <laughs> fucking hit by pitch
1: oh
0: there though no, there were 28 batters yeah
1: <laughs> it's gonna be that's gonna be a um like a fun quirk like in 50 years for whoever is doing like the look back baseball reference podcast oh, yeah. or great trivia or question great trivia question because it's happened twice now because the last no hitter was also lost on a uh the first no hitter of the season what was it? who was it last week Joe Musgrove. Musgrove? he was lost he lost his on a hit batter too didn't he but Did earlier he? on i think so
2: I yeah. I missed that entire no hitter. I just got to it afterwards. I think I tuned in for like the mm-hmm. final out or something.
0: Yeah, I saw the very end of that one as well.
2: Shout out to the Padres for finally getting a no hitter, though.
3: Facts. After <laughs> after letting Tim Lincecum no hit them
0: twice. Yeah, Musgrove like within a week got to get a no hitter and play left field.
1: <laughs> I support I him playing left field. I I was I was really into that move.
0: A pitcher's playing position I think is way more exciting than. Uh, than position players pitching. Like although Astadio
1: a gave yeah. us yeah. more than we could have ever asked for. I
0: have I have that on the docket here, so that's a good um <laughs> that's a good transition into our into our next <laughs> did year. You, did you guys
2: see his Instagram post?
0: Yeah. Yeah, no. where Williams Astadio announces his candidacy for the AL Cy Young Award. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and we'll talk about the twins more here because they had a they had a weird and terrible week. Uh but in uh play, they're playing the angels the other day uh and game gets out of control they get you know grand slam get, gets blown up the uh the angels are way up so they put williams acidillo into pitch but what actually happened was they were um in the dugout they were trying to figure out what position player they wanted to go out and, and pitch so they could save some you know some pitcher's arms there and uh jt riddle who they called up when andrelton simmons got uh got a positive covid test.
1: Crazy how that works out when you don't get the yeah.
0: vaccine. <laughs> like he he's pitched for he pitched for the Pirates last year. Let's uh let's have him do it and like Williams Astadio heard that and just like ran over and was like no 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 no, no. I want to pitch. I want to pitch.
3: <laughs> so this is like real like little league vibes right here. Yeah. Just like 14 yeah. year olds so running being around coach. being like yeah.
0: Absolutely And then he goes in And, and does Throws 46 mile an hour curveballs <laughs> <laughs> or, or they they get registered as curveballs I know there, but it's I, just At least him. one of those was a fastball a- They were player, all a yeah. fastball was, for they him They were all him just <laughs> throwing a strike yeah. <laughs> But they were registering on the, uh, the stat cast or whatever As curveballs Because <laughs> they looped so high yeah. um, But he th- In seven pitches He gets out a clean inning <laughs>
2: I for one support his candidacy.
0: Earlier in the week, he was doing like, uh, did that like ninja slide into first base. Mm-hmm. Like this, yeah, this man's legend continues to grow, uh, and I'm I'm extremely excited about it.
1: What was the score of the game at the time? Were they like really getting walloped? Like he he it really was should like, come it in. It was
0: like ten to four or something like that. Okay, 10 to three.
1: That's not enough. That's that's not a big <laughs> yeah. enough lead to be bringing in Williams Acadiu to throw 46 miles per hour. This happened this happened today as we record this on a Monday. This happened earlier today with Red Sox White Sox Oof, where yeah. it was 10 mm-hmm. to 4 and they brought in Jermaine Mercedes to pitch. I'm like, you're the White Sox. You're an yeah. AL contender. You have one of the best deepest lineups in baseball. And you're six runs down like in the 7th inning and you're bringing in Jermaine Mercedes, your catcher to pitch? What mm-hmm. are we doing here, guys? Hall of Famer
0: Tony La Russa, what are you doing? Just managing the hell out of that team.
3: We were joking uh, the other day about you know seven inning games and their their ubiquity and how stupid they are. But this is just how teams are managing, right? Sixth or seventh inning, they're like, "Fuck it, throw in the towel." Start looking looking towards tomorrow. Throw in. They throw have twenty six your...
0: man rosters now too. <laughs> like. Yeah. It's it is not hard to like call up pitchers when you, when some, when somebody's gassed. Like you, you can, you can do that. You can still get around those rules. I'm going to yeah. put on my sports radio
1: time. host hat and, and be like, I'm disappointed in Tony La Russa. I thought that they were bringing in a manager <laughs> who was going to make him compete the
3: right way. And he's going to give up in the seventh inning. Get the fuck out of here. Wait, wait, did the, just, sorry, I don't mean, I don't mean to cut you off. I didn't realize the White Sox had. Four position players pitch today.
1: Well, they brought in your mean Mercedes with three innings to go. So what did you expect?
3: Oh, oh, oh! I also that was just that was just a lie. I was looking at the lineup, not the not the <laughs> pitchers. Okay. I was like, wow, Larry Garcia. They brought in Madrigal to pitch. That's I was going to be very serious.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: On this episode
3: of Batting Around, Alex learns
0: how to read a box score. <laughs> I'm gonna make that the the highlight clip <laughs> of do. it, and just yeah. Oh, fuck yeah, that's my power as the editor here is I can <laughs> I can make anybody look good or bad. All right, um, but yeah, speaking of the twins, <laughs> so they they've got COVID going around. Mm. Um, a couple players, uh, and staff members have done it have uh, tested positive, and so they only got to play one of their games in uh, Anaheim. <laughs> and had to postpone the rest. Their postponed, their game today on Monday uh, was postponed as well against the A's. Like there's like a tentative doubleheader tomorrow, but that seems like it's not going to happen either. Uh, Phillies apparently also now have COVID. <laughs> but, but you know what? They are just they're plowing ahead.
2: Yep, that came out. They came out like two hours before the game, at which is currently happening. Did they the have way. a
1: clubhouse? They so have a clubhouse fun. vote about that one, a little text chain, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, like, should... like
2: Miami. Yeah. They're letting like Don Mattingly decide again. I think it was three players and two coaches, or something like that. Know.
1: Nobody knows why the Phillies called Don Mattingly to ask if they should
0: play tonight, but he said they should.
2: <laughs> but he said yes. And Miguel Rojas said, you know you should play
0: <laughs> <laughs> you, you, they're they the, they're the 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 decision makers here. Well, they um, can't
2: miss Gabe Kapler's in town. They can't miss a a game with good old Gabe.
3: Can't keep that hunk yeah. off a TV screen.
2: Ugh. That's right. That's right.
0: Yeah, I don't know. It sucked. It was a, it was a really terrible <laughs> week for them. They got beat up by the Red Sox. Their uh, you know, their gold glove shortstop gets uh <laughs> gets covid. They're like big signing over the offseason. Uh and then they go get walloped in a game by the angels and have to just cancel everything else
2: poor poor giolito giving up six runs in the first inning of the Sox today yeah 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 yeah.
0: we have we'll we'll talk about that because so there is a question in in here about
2: uh, i'm gonna edit this out um, about the scheduling
0: about <laughs> oh, the scheduling is so fucked
2: right it's now it's so bad uh bobby and alex do you have any anything that you want to talk about before we go to questions
1: alex got any hot takes to get out real quick
2: just air them out. Air out the do you wanna, do you out here. Do you want to bring your feud on onto a different platform? Oh, Absolutely
3: God. not. No. <laughs> we're both tired of it. Like like we're both
1: I'm so tired of myself like, more than anything else. Like I exactly. don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to have yeah. to continue to act like the DH is not coming, nor should it. Like I'm just exhausted.
3: <laughs> I also am just tired of coming up with like excuses for it. You know? I'm just kind of yeah. like yeah, pitchers getting injured. I guess uh, I don't know. Just why?
0: Just
1: uh,
3: why? do we? Why do I have to argue for this? Uh, no, I, I think we're okay. We don't need to bring that to a
0: different forum. We've we've talked about it enough on on here as well. I don't think that anything new would be said. Um, just because there's yeah, like a slightly different combination of people on here. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get in a the mailbag then. Uh, okay, first question. Um, and you guys recently had and talked about this on an episode. <clears throat> So maybe you can give a quick rundown of it, but at booby underscore styles says, can anyone explain to a dumb guy uh, what the MLB losing their antitrust exemption would actually mean for the league? We don't have to get like way into it here into the weeds, but do you, do you have a little uh, short rundown of it? Wow.
1: Uh, perfect question. Since last week, we ba- basically spent more than half the podcast talking about this exact
3: question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Alex, you want to give the, the spark notes? I can do my best. Even even Bobby and myself—we're kind of learning on the fly. Uh, not not exactly legal experts over here, but we have a podcast, which yeah, we, is basically we, like did the we same somehow
2: thing. manage to get four people on a baseball podcast and none of them are lawyers?
0: <laughs> Lauren is technically a lawyer. Um, so it's it's too bad that she's not here this week. Tipping pitches, comma esquire, E S Q,
1: changing the Twitter name right after this. Yeah.
3: So I, you know, there's a the the antitrust thing is a whole can of worms, and there's a lot that it that it would do, and a lot that it it wouldn't do if MLB lost it. A lot of what it would open it up to is um, potential lawsuits from minor leaguers. Uh, they have much more legal recourse to come to MLB and saying, "Hey, you're illegally suppressing our wages." Right now, minor leaguers can't do that. Um, but without the antitrust exemption, they could say, "You, you teams have all gotten together and collectively decided to play a sub minimum wage." Uh, I mean, there are already lawsuits kind of in the, in the works, and that would really bolster their case. Uh, also, the relocation of teams. If yeah. there was a, a desire for expansion, if there was a desire for a team to move cities, right now the owners can basically get together and say, yeah, no, we don't, we don't want that. But if the antitrust exemption was gone, and there was a young upstart team or whatever, or a young upstart owner who just happened to have a few billion dollars lying around, It was like, we're bringing a team to Nashville. For example. (laughs) For for example.
1: (laughs) Um, It essentially, like the antitrust exemption allows the owners to legally collude against different bodies or organizations. Right now, they can't collude against the players because of uh, the players being in a, a union and the labor laws protecting the union from the management colluding against them and subverting their CBA. But all of the owners and teams can collude against minor leaguers. They can collude against cities. You know, there was a lawsuit a couple years ago. uh, Alex, which team was
3: relocating? Was it the A's? Well, yeah, there was talk about the A's trying to move to San Jose and the MLB shut it down and was like, this is Giants territory because the Giants have a minor league team there.
1: And the city of San Jose sued the A's for colluding against them. But then the court was like, no, they can actually do that because they have an antitrust exemption. So it's stuff like that where they're doing illegal shit right now but it's technically not illegal and as soon as they would lose (laughs) the antitrust exemption they would have to cease all of that action or you know they would be faced with a bunch of lawsuits that they don't want to deal with
0: yeah and i don't think it's ever going to happen but goddamn, that would be so funny i know right if like if the the somehow
1: (laughs) 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 i joked yesterday on the podcast that we should have like a whiteboard going like it's been zero days since a republican lawmaker shit his pants about the antitrust (laughs) (laughs) exemption you know like
2: <laughs> it's been 0 days since a, since a conservative shit had threatened us with a good time.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All right. Good. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for that cuz I could not have explained that. Um, not even remember. better or faster than that. So
1: well, we did spend an hour just stopping yeah. every five minutes to continue to read the same Craig Calcaterra piece together on the Zoom, <laughs> so that we could talk intelligently <laughs> about it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, li- go, listen to uh, the tipping pitches on that one, uh, Mister Booby Styles, if you want some more information on that.
2: Friend of the Pod, right. Bobby.
0: okay then uh next one at confused comrade ask a lot of questions here um why is the schedule this one is i think this is more of just a complaint like couched in a question um why is the scheduling for mlb so fucked today there is one game that starts at 11 a.m and the next game doesn't start until 7 p.m why do they hate the idea of having a game in progress all afternoon it was really fucked today
3: I thought it was a mistake. I got an alert that Kike Hernandez had hit a home run at like eleven a.m., and I was like, "That's not real." There's the world isn't awake yet. Somebody has Kike Hernandez
1: on their fantasy team and just wants to juice the stats. I have the alerts.
3: I have the home run alerts.
1: I always joke I've been joking recently that you can always tell who Alex has on his fantasy team by which players he brings up when he talks about a team that is surprisingly fun. I'm like, yeah, they're surprisingly fun cuz you're actually watching them cuz you have a you're watching them, yeah. now.
0: You just like watching baseball. Yeah, man. I like good players. What can I say? Yeah, I don't I don't know what the fuck they're doing. It it their the scheduling has seemed extremely extremely fucked this well, year. Well,
2: I know that I mean Obviously, they kept the fucking god-awful seven-inning double-headers uh, because Ugh, yeah. of how many... There's been snow outs, there's been rain outs, and uh, there's been COVID-19 outs. Um, yep. and, uh, how many games have been postponed because of COVID at this point? It's got to be, like, a couple dozen.
3: Right, can we... Uh, okay, this is maybe slightly off-topic, but can we talk about the, the seven-innings things real yes. quick? Because the, there was... It was in... The conversation this weekend, because Steven Matz was in the midst of throwing a potential no-hitter for the Toronto Blue Jays, but it was a seven-inning game, and Major League Baseball came out and said, if he throws it, doesn't count. Sorry. It counts as a complete game shutout. It goes in the books as that, goes in the books as a win, but this one very specific thing, it doesn't qualify for.
0: That's ludicrous. Was, yeah. I was willing to accept it last year, these seven inning uh, doubleheaders because it was, you know, the weird COVID year. But if they're going to like you know, just power on and have a full season and pretend like things aren't fucked up, then I, I don't like this. The only people that seem to really really like it are like beat writers who are who just don't want to be in stadium all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and players, yeah. But like they wanna how go are you going to work
2: earlier? How are you going to tell a team yeah, you won the game, cool, this is a win. You lost a game, cool, this is a win. Like, this game counts toward the standings. It is a valid game. Oh, but if you're a pitcher that threw a complete game, sure, you'll get that. There were no hits, uh, but it's not a no-hitter. Fuck you.
1: It feels very unserious to me. Yeah, it's In a way that is, it's surprising because baseball takes itself too seriously most of the time, and then they're doing this, (laughs) and I'm like... These are like, these are big changes, guys. Like, this is changing fundamentally the way that we think about the sport and like the way that the sport operates by putting a runner on second and extra innings. Like, it feels unserious in Bush League to an extent that is actually disorienting while watching it. I know, I mean, I know that like we've all had the experience of texting a friend during a game and they're like, wait, why? How did this runner get on second? Or like, wait, wait, this game is over. Or, wait, they're bringing Strowman back out for the seventh inning and he's going for a complete game? Like, what the fuck is going on here? And I just, I don't know. It, it, they're, like, not able to uh, process the, the fact that they're contradicting themselves. They just don't even bother realizing the different contradictory elements of rule changes as they come up. It's like they never really thought about how it would play out when they did it.
2: I definitely get the impression that in the, like, meetings where they were, like, hammering out all these rules, that these were, like, oh, yeah, we'll just do that, whatever. Like, it was just an afterthought. Like, oh, yeah, no, here's here's all the specific ways that we're going to, like, bend <laughs> rules around, like, having fans in the stands and, and, and COVID safety protocols, but, like... Mm, uh, okay, yeah, doubleheader, we got to get them out early, so let's just make them seven innings, whatever, who cares?
3: I mean, it's evident of the fact that Major League Baseball doesn't really test this stuff. Like, they're just bad at doing tests on their ideas before actually running them out there. This is the case with the ball this year, which they put into circulation, obviously, in spring training a little bit. But it came out that they just hadn't done extended, extensive testing on it. And so it turns out it was doing really unintended things that were creating well, these unintended consequences. They just didn't
1: Google what is a controlled experiment because they changed multiple right. factors <laughs> and now they don't know which thing is affecting what. Like They changed the bounciness, so now it travels further, but they also changed the seam height, so now the drag is different. So they're like, I don't know what is affecting what and to what extent. And it's just like, okay, guys. Take a middle school science class first and then decide what you should do with the literal ball, the name of the sport, and then we'll be okay. All of us fans will not be quite as mad if you, you know, have a hypothesis and prove it right or wrong.
3: We're on, like, year five of them rolling out a new baseball every year. I'm like, I don't know how to contextualize any of this stuff. Either all of these stats count or none of them count.
0: Yeah, like month to month, like, or uh, was it 2019, like, they deadened the ball during the playoffs. Right. Like oh, it was yeah, like was noticeably <laughs> noticeably deadened uh like you could you could just you could tell um by like all these all these metrics they they just have no I- they have no idea how to how to do this stuff and they have they have all these leagues they experiment stuff or they experiment um with new rules on but like not with the ball ever really they have different balls in all these leagues too, but like it doesn't seem to uh doesn't they don't se- it doesn't seem to affect like their their method of changing the ball for the for the majors no. It's, it's very strange.
1: They also just happen to own Rawlings, the company that makes all the balls. So they can make it do <laughs> right. what, literally whatever they want. Like, it's not a problem. They, they, just, they yeah. chose this.
0: I was, I was really surprised that, like, the runner on second thing was back. I wasn't so surprised about the seven-inning games um coming back. Like, that seemed like something that just all of the people in in charge actually really liked (laughs) the the people with any sort of say really
2: like, I hate the runner on second so fucking much. I'll, I'll take seven inning games all over the place. If we can just get the hell get get the runner on second away from me.
0: I, I will not suffer ties though. I like, I will not suffer. No, just Uh,
2: go back to the way it was.
0: Yeah. But it's a, but it's like a, a solution without a problem, <laughs> the the runner on second thing. Like sometimes baseball is just gonna be just gonna go long. It's also like, created know, an entirely
1: different problem where like every extra innings game is extremely predictable and ends in the exact same way now, where one of the teams gets a single and they score one run and then win. Like yeah. I know yep that that's not how the Dodgers Padres game ended on Friday. Like Seager hit a home run, whatever. That's an exception, but most of the time now you just expect the team to score in the top of the tenth inning because they have a runner on second and they might. You know, grounder, grounder to the right, advances into third, fly ball, he scores. And it's like, okay, you might have sped the game up, but you've now made the ending extremely anticlimactic in the closest games of your season, by definition, because the games were tied going into the ninth yeah. inning. So like, why this is my whole problem you've with taken
2: like, all of the fun out of extra inning games.
1: It's my whole problem with like the technocratic approach that Manfred has had for his entire time as commissioner, where he's just like, I'm gonna solve a problem by changing something and not actually engaging with what other elements that might change or like whether there was a way to solve the problem like less you know by like by without like following an instruction manual
0: well speak speaking of technocratic solutions we got a, a in our next question <laughs> um this is this this is a, i like how this one is written uh jf ku A.N. says uh, is the problem with replay review that the review umpires have been freed from their chains that limited them only to the shadows of a false reality, but having been told that the screens in front of them are showing the real world, they still run back to their familiar chains.
2: Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you for that. (laughs) Jeremy, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs)
0: This is like the um George will sports machine sort of <laughs> questions, <laughs> like that old s n l that old s n l bit I don't know replay seems
2: Re- get rid of just it. fucking so just stupid fucking right get now rid of it.
0: No, I don't think you need to get rid of it. I think you just need to get rid of the stupid like limitations that are put on it. uh like the like with the Conforto thing where they're like, well, you you can't uh you can only see if it actually hit him. you can't like you can't make a judgment on whether he leaned in or not. Like those sort of just extremely fucking stupid things, I think those limitations need just need to go, and it'll be fine. If
3: replay review isn't allowed to overturn the most egregious of calls, right? I mean, right. it was one of one of the uh, I think impetuses. Is that a word? Of of this sort of thing was the the Galarraga game, right? In back in like twenty eleven or twenty twelve or thirteen or whatever it was, right? And it's like if. If you can't address these these insanely close plays with incredibly high stakes because the rule book says, well, technically the umpire has to check Xbox and the replay people have to, you know, stand on one foot with their eyes closed behind their back. Be- like, you know, like turn <laughs> around three times and say, bloody Mary, bloody Mary, bloody mm-hmm. Mary. Yeah. Then
0: what's the point? Oh, then what's the point?
1: I also think that there needs to be like a legitimate time limit on the replay reviews. Like, if oh you can't determine that the call needs to change in a minute or less, then the call doesn't need to change.
2: Absolutely, we, we gotta stop doing this.
1: Like, there are other sports that have. Figured I thought that this was out.
2: already a rule.
1: Uh, Maybe no. Well, it's a, a rule that you only have 20 seconds to decide you want to challenge it. But oh, I don't think right. that there's any limit on how long the umpires and in, locked in their freed the from York. their chains, looking at the screens. According to Jeremy, <laughs> have to decide to change the rule. But like, if you watch tennis. Which, I don't know, more power to you if you actually watch tennis. But tennis is a cool sport. You, they have like eight seconds to decide whether the ball was in or out. That's it. Boom. Move on. And then that's mm-hmm. it. You okay. don't like argue about whether or not there was another part of the rule that was violated within it. It's just like, was the ball on the line or was the ball off the line? Eight seconds. Let's move on. I don't know why we can't have that.
2: Agree. Yeah. The yeah. replay constantly takes too long. And it blows calls at a similar rate as if there weren't replay. So why bother? Is my, is my point.
0: I still, think, I, I still think it should be there. It should just be not really... Stupid. I think that umpires <laughs> need
2: to be held accountable for shitty calls. But I, th- the way that we currently have replay set up is just not doing that.
3: Should we start canceling umpires? Is cancel culture coming for umpires next? Watch
0: out, because Joe West is very litigious. (laughs) About fucking time. That's true.
3: That's true, yeah. Uh,
1: Man, Joe West is... I want to get sued out here. Joe West is pretty litigious, Alex. It was bold of us to do that episode that we did about him. (laughs) I know. I don't think we said anything that was, like, uh, libel. We just talked about his spoken word album. Right. And about how he wants (laughs) to I mean if I
3: recall, we were quite complimentary. About
1: how he wants to back the blue, you know?
3: Yeah. (laughs) We're we're, we're covered by parody law. That's that's what that's it is
0: so funny that like the umpires union logo is like a shield, like a fucking (laughs) like a like a police badge.
2: It's it's too on the nose for me. Just fucking
0: so (laughs) pathetic. It's so stupid.
1: There are certain things in the world, obviously, that, like, challenge our aggressively pro-labor stances, you know? Like, I've joked in the past about, like, what contract was given out where you were like, hmm, I don't know about that one. But, like, in theory, you should be, like, support all contracts because otherwise the money would go to the owner. But right, of course. But sometimes you see a contract and you're like, yeah, I don't know if that one's going to work out too well.
0: <laughs> like every Rockies free agent yeah, won exactly. in the last like,
1: 10 years. Oh, you're giving 18 million a year to Wade Davis at, as his arm is blown out? Yeah, that's interesting. And All then right, also cool. like the umpire's union. I'm like, they are a union. Mm-hmm. They are workers. They are yeah. under MLB. Mm-hmm. And they are arguing on behalf of themselves collectively.
0: And it's a job that takes a long time to like get up to that level. Yeah. Yeah you know. And they played. you know
1: they work a lot of games, they travel a lot. It's pretty demanding. You know, everybody hates them. But still <laughs> yeah. like I don't want to support your union. I'm sorry.
3: No. I no, god. Sorry. Yeah, I find myself I end up probably being overly sympathetic to umpires just cuz like first of all it's an incredibly hard job. I would. Sure. They're it. pretty good at it. And, honestly. and yeah. They're, all things considered. <laughs> yeah, like if you're I mean 90% accuracy rate or whatever still is like a blown call, you know, once every couple, three, four, five times every game, but, you know, whatever. But, like, when they did the shit, when they wore, like, the white armbands, you know, to be, like, you know, (laughs) we're united and we want to, you know, show everyone that we're being discriminated against. And it's like, guys, let's... I'm thinking this is not the new civil rights movement. Like, you're umpires. You guys make $100,000 a year. You're
0: okay. They make, like, $400,000 a year. <laughs> right. They make huge amounts of money.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is that, like, you know, the calls that they do get right most of the time are, like, the ones the Bang Bang plays in the field. And I'm, like, amazed by that. But then the non-reviewable strike zone, that, like, it changes every day. So, like... Uh, Right. I don't know how. Not to bring it back to a replay review, but like, and I'm not even particularly pro robot ump. But you know, I, I just think that we just need to all chill out about perfecting <laughs> about, the baseball. Game. Yeah, about, about, about baseball. Yeah, just about baseball in
0: general. But like, <laughs> everyone just needs to chill
1: out. Distilling a bit. the game down to like this 100% perfect version of itself in all instances, we could all just like tone it back a little bit, including yeah, the umpires.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, we don't need that.
0: All right, let's go on to the next question here. We're almost done. Uh, so, at the Weaselborn says, uh, "Why do the Mariners choose to win games in the first one to three months of almost every season to get my hopes up, rather than just being shit from the get go?" Um, and I think it's become extremely clear in the last couple of years that the Mariners just fucking hate you, like that that organization, uh, the ownership, uh, the front office. They they have just absolute contempt for their fans for every aspect of baseball um that isn't you know directly just making money i think it seems pretty obvious i think they said
3: that verbatim this offseason that was
0: <laughs> yes they did Quite- <laughs> <laughs> yes they very much did all right and the last one we kind of already answered this uh at ben Philippi says can we expect their spaceman back at some point
2: uh in some form
0: in some form for now you can just go find that thread of uh, open shirts on yeah. Steven's Twitter. Just it's Stephen's Twitter. It's, yeah, it's basically it's just just basically my thir- at this point. Yeah, it's basically thirst. Between Stephen's
1: Twitter, <laughs> Steven's Twitter. Yeah,
0: you're gonna see some hockey thirst on there too. Uh, now, but, no, it's, you know. it's, no, you know, no, you do that already.
2: Hockey Sturm and Drang, more like <laughs> um, Jane. Are you a hockey fan?
1: No, not really. We can all collectively shame. We can all collectively shame Stephen then because he watches all these <laughs> Phillies games. Yeah. And then he actively chooses to sign up for another sport which is equally as frustrating and yes. the Philadelphia team is
2: equally as snake bitten. So like you brought that on yourself, man. I love I just I love the pain. It's great. It keeps me going. Gets me up in the morning.
1: <laughs> Alex, I think you should get really into
3: hockey. Yeah, so I become a Sharks fan. Yeah, I think this should be your twenty twenty one vibe. I've watched I've watched maybe one full hockey game. I mean, right. we've watched, we've watched some, I don't know, that NYU hockey, that, that shit was popping. Oh my that God. That was, I enjoyed that probably more than I will enjoy any major league hockey game. Major league hockey. That's NYU hockey called. was,
1: um, <laughs> it was a club team. So like it wasn't even officially sanctioned by the NCAA, which is cool. Yeah. That's and good. it was yeah. division three of the club teams. So like, they were like basically sixth division hockey. So and it was it's, just, it's like, just like beer league. It was literally a beer league. Like they literally yeah. played. <laughs> on the east side uh and it was at a rink that was not owned by the college not owned by any like you know ncaa organization or anything like that
3: it was literally just a random beer league this, rink, like, entertainment complex where you could play golf and, and you could go and to and the you, driving range you
1: could bring alcohol into the stands so there would be like you know, like racks of beer just sitting on the bleachers while watching hockey rules. games are so fun. Hockey
0: games are so fun. Like I, uh, I really do love going to like hockey games of any level. It was like, it they, was a they, good. Time. They do roll.
1: Hockey is yeah. a cool thing to see in person, but for sure, don't yeah. ca- you can't catch me buying into the NHL. I'm sorry, like N- absolute MLB not. <laughs> has
2: taken enough from me. I don't even. Yeah, yeah, MLB pages. was toxic. <laughs> yeah no shit um but yeah for thirst baseman um it was a lot of work and i didn't want to do it and i started a podcast instead so that's right i'll do some more stuff with it in the future but just follow steven's account
0: i'm sure you already do that's all we got there for questions alex bobby thank you too so much Oh god i'm so glad we finally got this this going yeah,
1: so, this was great.
0: Thank do, you. Guys, do you two have anything else you want to plug here besides just uh, finding tipping pitches on wherever you you get your podcast?
1: Find the pod, search it, follow us on just Twitter. Just find the pod, tipping yeah, Tell your pitches. friends about it. If you want to call in, you know we did this wonderful uh, mailbag segment here just now. You can do oh, the yeah. same on tipping pitches. You can call in seven eight five four two two fifty eight eighty one. If you have complaints that you know they didn't get to in this batting around appearance, we'll answer them over there on tipping pitches. You get your
0: voicemail played on
2: the podcast hell yeah that's such a cool thing maybe we'll set that up sometime
0: Uh, my the the podcast i used to do had it i loved it i love doing voicemails yeah it's 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 a great idea all right yeah go listen to tipping pitches thank you too again for uh for coming on here and uh hope to to have you on again at at some point in the in the near future too this is super fun it
1: was a pleasure and we'll we'll do it on ours as well
0: yeah awesome all right bye everyone